The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! That's the extent of the dancing that I do. That's literally it. Arms and shoulders, that's all. Facebook worked perfectly until we went live. Perfectly. Perfectly until we went live. And now suddenly not so much. By the way, for those of you who like Melvin Taylor, the guy that does the open of this show, he's been going live lately. If you go on Melvin Taylor, Melvin Taylor on Facebook, he's been going live like from his basement and doing a lot of his old songs like this one, and it's been pretty good. It's been a lot of fun. I really, I've been really enjoying it. Since he made this song for you, does he have to pay you to play his? Yeah, song? he should pay me a royalty. <laughs> All the free stuff he's getting out of it. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. All of Facebook is just a nightmare, no matter what you do. What do we got? Ten people. We'll get that up to a couple thousand by tomorrow. No, last week's show when we had Richard Lawrence here, civil rights leader Richard Lawrence... I thought we'd have like five viewers. We were up over 2,000 on the, on the video, so that usually means that the audio is up around 5,000 because we usually do like 250% on the audio downloads than we do for the uh, video. So a lot of people watch the show on, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. They watch the show, but you can download the show on audio, um, and, and a lot of people are doing that a lot more. I didn't know. Like the first half, first six or eight months I was doing this show, I didn't even... I, it, when we started the show, I knew we were doing audio, and I knew it was going out on the audio stuff, but I didn't pay any more attention to it. Like I was just focused on the the visual of the the, the Facebook part of the show uh, until I started getting the numbers. I think I was doing the show for like six months before I started getting actual numbers of like viewers, and I started getting these numbers, and I'm like, I called Dave. I'm like, this can't be right. Ten thousand views in a month, like. I don't think that's right. Is that right? And he's like, no, that's just your audio. Your Facebook was like 3,000 and your audio was like 10,000. I'm like, are you kidding? What audio? What do you mean audio? <laughs> and then it hit me. Oh, yeah, we're doing the audio stuff. So those of you who uh, like to watch the show uh, on Facebook, we love having you. If you have any questions, we got Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care here today. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the vaccine. We're going to be talking about COVID. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, all kinds of health stuff with Lisa Williams with AFC Urgent Care. And we love Lisa Williams because, you know, she, she's one of these business owners in the community like the Fitzgeralds at Man Orchards and, and Don Smirgly over at uh, Borelli's Deli and, excuse me, and, and, uh, and, and a whole host of other people. There's like really like eight or nine people in the Merrimack Valley who own businesses and don't just focus on their business. They go out into the community and they help. When we have TMF family dinner for the homeless, Harrow's Pies. I've never met the people at Harrow's Pies. Harrow's Pies saw me post that we needed food for the homeless for TMF one Wednesday night, and they showed up with a truck with 50 pies. And I don't mean little pies. I mean like 50 pies, like this big. And when we were done, um, there was like, I don't know, like eight, eight or ten pies left over. So we drove around to all the tent cities like in Lawrence. Pies? What's that? Like fruit pies? No, like, uh, like uh, chicken pies. So nice, right? Yeah. And so we, so Nancy and Chris and myself and, my, and our friend Bob drove around to all the little tent cities with all the extras and just gave it to them. And you have no idea how happy they were um, that like somebody was giving. And it was still hot by the time it's we got very there impressive. too, right? So we want to thank people like Lisa Williams and people like the the owners of Harrow's Pie. They don't even know who they are, but they follow me on Facebook. We should get them to advertise too. But um, but they follow us on Facebook and they've been following the homeless stuff. And they just said. Oh, look, there's a need here. We want to help. And so I always like to have those people on the show because you should be patronizing those businesses that are helping the community. And one of them is, is Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care. And we'll talk about our sponsors in a few minutes. Um, but we wanted Lisa here because there's so much going on with this COVID vaccine, with a new strain of COVID. Oh, people are still trying to get tested. And so I thought the perfect person to have here for this would be our friend Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care. Happy to be here. So we love having you. I love having you here. I love to be here. Um, not only for all the reasons that I said, but also you're, she's a really good person. And when she gives her word, she keeps her word. And I like that about people. I like when people give their word and they keep their word, even, when it's, even when it's tough. It's tr- it's, even, it's, even, it's, when it's pe- even when people are pulling you in different directions, you give your <laughs> word, you keep your word. And to me, that's 100%. Like, I'll always go, I'll always go 110% for somebody who, who keeps their word. So I appreciate that, Lisa. So with all this going on, we've got a new strain that they're talking about, a new strain of COVID. We've got the vaccines that have been rolled out, um, although I, I'm not too sure very well, at least here in Massachusetts. Um, and we've got people still trying to be tested, right? You have right. people still want to be tested. So you must be seeing all – you must be inundated at AFC Urgent Care because now you don't just – you're not just doing testing – but you have to do vaccines. You have to do all this other stuff. Talk yeah. about that. So um, we're actually seeing a lot of sick patients too. So half the center right now is COVID and the other half of the center is actually ill and injury. So we don't have our little testing boots outside. We're actually bringing everybody into the center. Um, we have uh, we have a special now air filtration system in all the rooms, um, ki- killing, of course, all the covid uh, that must have cost a pretty penny. Let's not go there. Let's okay. Not, All right. Not, okay. All right. <laughs> well, I only brought that up because I think hopefully some of that's reimbursable through um, no, all this. No, no it's that's, not. That's, that's, not, that's not real. But um, what the patients were used to all being, of course, tested outside. Um, and now they're coming into the center and now they're, of course, worried about whether or not there's COVID in the center. But now we, of course, um, invested in these, these special you special lights um that are uh, killing the 
the COVID um, if it actually is in the center. Um, of course, we have special protocols for the ill and injured and the COVID patients. Um, but the big thing is, and I think a lot of the confusion in the community, is what is actually covered um, for patients. So if you are traveling or if you just want to come in just just to get tested, that is not covered under insurance. So, so if you want to just come in for testing, just, you should, I, I just, I just want to come in cause I just want to get tested cause I just have symptoms or I'm going to go see grandma. Um, I thought all, at one point all of that was covered. It now, was. Now it suddenly was, it's not. It's, it's not. So we had wow. a contract under the state called stop the spread and all of the, and Methuen and all the testing was covered. And so if you just wanted to walk in the door for any reason whatsoever, testing was free. So now it's not. As of uh, November 31st, uh, the state stopped that contract. And now you, when you come in, um, you have to have symptoms or you have to be exposed in order to run it through insurance. And insurance is covering if you've been exposed or if you have symptoms. But if you come in and say, I'm going on vacation or... I just want to get tested for any reason, there is a cost associated to that. So the key is if you're going to go get tested for COVID, you have to tell them you've been exposed, that you know someone that's I, that I'm not saying that. You're not, but <laughs> I am. But I am. Because, right. because I, I, I haven't been tested. Right. Um, I haven't gotten the vaccine. Right. I, I'm not, I don't really think I'm going to get the vaccine, yeah. at least not in the first couple of rounds. I want to see if everybody else dies first. Right. Um, but at some point, I probably will. Uh, but if I do, if I need to go get tested, if for some reason I feel like I need to go get tested, I'm going to have to go in and say, oh, yeah, I've been exposed. I know someone that has it. Well, I mean, we're exposed almost every day, right? You're exposed at the grocery store. You're exposed if you go out to dinner. You're exposed just being outside. Um, but I understand if patients come in and they've, they haven't been asked to pay previously and they commit now they're of course getting very upset. Um, what we're also asking people to do is register online, just going directly to the website and register. We actually can see now, um, an extra 50 patients a day in each location. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, every morning we're actually loading more visits into the system. We can actually see a lot of patients. Um, how many vaccines do you do a day? So actually we don't have the vaccines in the center. We do, we do the testing in the center, but the vaccines are, a, a, that's completely separate. So with the vaccines, which I'll talk about that later, um, We'll focus right now on the testing. Um, That's your show. I, I was <laughs> we can actually treat up to about 130, 150 patients in each location um, every day. Now, the vaccine in Massachusetts. <laughs> That's been a slow process. Yeah. If you want to talk about the I, got, I, I got an email from Dave. <laughs> we could talk, talk about that the whole rest of the show. I but if anybody has any questions about the cost of testing or whatever, yeah, yeah, I, think, I, think every, I think everybody in the Merrimack Valley has my cell phone and my email address. Or, or feel we, free to call me. Or we could just talk about it on the show so they don't have to call you. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of being here. So less people call you on the phone. Well, if anybody has any questions about it. Sure, sure. We'll take questions from people. So you, you, you must be, with all of this going on, there must be people who think that you're doing vaccines at AFC and they're coming in looking for a vaccine. So nobody has actually um, come in looking for a vaccine, but people do have questions, of course, about the vaccine. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Good night. <laughs> That's the end of the Paying Attention Podcast. Thanks for coming. Our sponsors are... You already have a question. Oh, we do. Okay, give us the question because I'm not on that page. Yeah. How much is it? 
How much is the testing? That was your first question. So um, there's okay. So we actually have four different types of tests. So we have the rapid molecular test, and that's uh, one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, <sighs> yep. It's a lot of money. I know it is. That that test is very expensive. The Abbott ID Now Rapid Molecular Test is very expensive. Wow. And so they come in and they get tested. How long before they find out whether they've got it they, or not? They wait right there. Oh, right there. So it used to be like eight weeks, and then it was like four weeks, yep. and then it was like within 48 hours, yep. and now you just wait. Yeah. So that's a good that, – that's great progress for right. at least the science of, right. of doing the testing and, and, and with the vaccines. So have you seen – the the positive rates of COVID going up in the Merrimack Valley. So it, it did kind of sp- spike around, like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and now it's going down. So we have that test. They have, um, and we also have an antigen test, the Sophia test, um, and that is around the same price range. Um, and that is also you find out immediately. Um, we have a PCR test, which is a send out to LabCorp, and that is you can actually run that through your insurance, and that is anywhere between two to three days. And people call me and they get really mad because they want their test immediately, but I can't speed up LabCorp <laughs> as much as I want to speed up LabCorp. I can't. Um, and if we ha- we have another PCR test, and this is this actually goes to the Broad Institute at MIT. Um, you actually can pay cash for this because bro does not take cash, um, does not take insurance, I'm sorry, and you get the results there anywhere between 12 and 48 hours. So let's say I do like a mass like testing like we did in Haverhill and did in North Andover, or if we go into um, uh, a municipality or um, a company and we're testing like a lot of people at a time, we can do almost like 400 people a day that we usually use that PCR test. That's a great test. What does PCR stand for? I forget. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Trying to stretch the show. <laughs> sorry. I should know this. <laughs> so you, you, as a small business, you have spent a lot of money trying- oh, testing. Well, well, but not just Test that, but, but trying to stay open, right? Yep. But, uh, you had the uh, the ventilator stuff that you put in yep. and all that. I, I thought that- And the boxes, do you see like our little- Boxes that are outside. Right. Oh, those are horrible. But for some reason, I, I hated I, those. I thought that the government reimbursed businesses that were spending money on COVID-related stuff. No, so they, so they did. Um, that's complicated. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole other show. All right. Because we were closed. For, we got a whole hour. You know? we, 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 we were closed for a while in North right. Andover. Um, PCRs. It was, it, PCR stands for I forget <laughs> polymerase chain reaction. Okay, sorry I asked. Very good. Um, Sherry Johnson asks. <laughs> Sherry Johnson asks. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> uh, do you know Sherry? I don't. Okay, but hi, Sherry. Right, very good. Yeah. Uh, she asks, which test is more effective? We have Moderna. We have Pfizer. We hear all these other things. Um, there's there's all kinds of different vaccines. Yep. All kinds of different tests. Um, which are which have you found are most effective? Oh my god, the data! So it's are you could have really light up a cigarette right now. Oh my god, every woman in my life, oh, every woman in my life, I have to hear about it. 
None of my male friends give me a hard time about smoking. None. I've never had one male friend say, you know. I'm sitting next to you, though. All right. Okay, very good. Except for Richard. Last week, Richard did say, I have to admit, Richard. And what did I tell him? I said, every woman in my life says the same thing. He said, that's sexist. Okay. I'm like, no, that's true. Every woman in my life gives me a hard time about my smoking, but almost none of my, anyways, male friends. Okay. Yes, dear. So, they say the PCR is the gold standard, right? And that is, you know, 98%, they said 98%, 99%. And uh, the rapid tests, they say, are, you know, 94, 95%. However, okay, um, with the rapid tests, you kind of have to test within a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll say this for the record, no test is 100% accurate. Right. I mean, there's nothing that's, that's 100%, it, it, right? It really isn't. So you're always, you're always going to have issues. Have and, you- but, I, but right now we have um, different tests there because I think I like to use the provider's discretion on what test to to choose. What they want to use. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have another question. How uh, It says, please tell me if they know how... Uh, if they know any long-term problems with the vaccines. Now, I have a friend that took the vaccine I was talking to last night. He said he w- he'd had COVID. Mm-hmm. He got over it. He took the vaccine about a week ago. He said it was worse than the COVID. For like 24 hours, he felt worse than when he actually yeah. had the COVID. There, there are some side effects, of course, with yeah. the vaccine. I think with any vaccine, um, I think with anything, you have to look at long-term data. We don't have a lot of long-term data right now. Um, I'm going to get the vaccine. <laughs> you haven't had it yet? I, I, I would I think somebody in your position would have been like first so, in line. So I, I didn't get it because um, we got doses and of course I wanted – I'm not a provider, right? You know, I'm not really technically a healthcare right. provider. You're so, not seeing patients. I'm not seeing patients, right. all right? Like if I die, who cares? <laughs> I, I would care. I know you would care. It would make me very sad. My kids would care. Yeah. But that's – Great. By the way, beautiful kids. I've been watching you. have been posting pictures of your kids. Yeah. And I actually have something for you. I found – a Alabama Roll Tide shirt. Did you really? Yesterday, yeah. and I saw it, and I said, "Oh, if I remember, I got to yeah. bring this to the show tomorrow because Lisa's coming on." Um, I, I'm, I'm a little partial to Auburn myself. I'm, I'm not a Stop not a big it. not a big Alabama fan. Stop it. Always rooting for Auburn War Eagle. Um, but you know, beautiful kids. They, they 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 seem really smart. And I've met your son, yeah. and he's he's delightful. <laughs> he's come to the office a couple of times, and. We had a couple. You had a lot of smoking that day. (laughs) He's like Tom smokes a lot. Smokes a lot of cigarettes. (laughs) I am trying to cut down. I know. I know. So back back to the side effects. I mean, yeah. I mean, people. Some people do have a reaction. My daughter actually got it. She's another daughter of mine. She's actually a nurse. Uh, She had you know some soreness in her arm. Yeah. So it goes from maybe some soreness in your arm to getting really sick. Yeah. And we still don't know, you know, why people are reacting so differently to this because we just have, there's no data. This is the first time it's ever happened, right? right? So no, But the- it was tested on, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they weren't going to allow it to come to market if it was going to, you know, harm people. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm very. Ex- I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> okay. I'm a little more skeptical about those things. But you know, things, though, but- I, I am very excited to be be part of helping to vaccinate the community. Right. Um, if we can, we apply to be part of that process and we're waiting on our vaccines to, you know, to help that process. But right. it's going to be, I think, a little longer than, <laughs> than anticipated. So there's a new strain now that they're talking yeah. about. 
Now, with the with the with the vaccine, you have to get it twice, right? You come yeah. in, you get it once, yep. and then how long before you have to get the next one before a you month. get the booster? So you go in, you get the vaccine. You have to pay both times. No, so the government is paying for it. Oh, the government's paying for the full vaccine. Yep. Just not the testing. So you go in, you get the testing, and then a month later you go in and you get the booster. Yep. Is there a way to test to see if it worked? Because we know sometimes it doesn't. So the first time you come in, you have a fifty percent chance of actually getting COVID, you know, during that thirty during that thirty day window. Say that again? It's it's fifty percent effects fifty percent effective. I see. So it cuts down your chances fifty percent when yep. you get the first one, then you yep. get the next one, you should be okay. Yeah. Right, but with this new strain now, they're talking about maybe doing an additional booster on that one, or no? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think we're. I think we're going to have to wait to see how things go. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not a scientist, right? And I think everything. I think everything in healthcare is uh, is fluid and it's changing. And what we think what's going to happen might change. You know, as you know, six. Six months from now, a year from now, right. we're going to have to wait to see what the data says. How has your business changed from a business perspective, from a business model? How has your business changed from before COVID to now? Oh, I, would, I would imagine it would be like 360 degrees, it's right? It's changed so much. Yeah. Um, just even... The patients that we saw, we used to see a ton of injuries. We used to really augment primary care. I remember being in the office and helping patients find a primary care doctor and sending a lot of referrals to specialists and really helping with that continuity of care, um, getting a lot of referrals from the pediatric office. Um, and now I think still a lot of patients are scared to go to the doctor, which is so unfortunate. Yeah, I don't go to the doctor. Yeah, I know. In fact, my doctor left the um, doctor's group that I was in. Yeah. And I got a letter saying you have to find a, you have to find a new primary care physician. Yeah. That was like two years ago. Yeah. My my PCP actually left as yeah. well. And but that was two years ago. Yeah. And I haven't been I haven't been back. Now I have to go to a specialist. Yeah. And in order to go to my specialist, I have to I have to now like go back to Kronos and find a primary doctor right. that I can then go see, pay them to see them right. to get the referral to go back to my specialist to do all right. my specialist stuff. But I'm, 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 I'm very susceptible to this disease. I have an autoimmune disease called ankylosing spondylitis. We don't talk about it much, but it's, um, it, it's, it's an autoimmune disease. So I'm much more susceptible to this virus than most people. I'm, one of, I'm in that category of people who are at very high risk. And I, I keep going back to this and, and knock on wood, but I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I didn't stop anything during COVID. Like when COVID hit in, in March and everything shut down, I kept coming and doing my show. We never stopped publishing the paper. We continued delivering the paper. We, I continued going out into the community and I haven't gotten it yet. Not, again, knock on wood. And I feel so bad for some of these people that they hid in their house for six months and then they, and then they went to the store one day and they got it like right away. Right. Um, are we still supposed to take all of like these extra wiping down precautions and everything or, or do we now know that like, it's not really easily transmissible that way? I mean, I, I, I don't need, I don't know what the science says anymore because it changes every it, day. It's like, like I said, it's very fluid. It's right. changing. I mean, now, of course, yesterday we were told that all kids need to go back to school, mm -hmm. which I thought from the beginning, but whatever, that's just my opinion. Me too. Uh, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think cleaning things on a regular basis is really important and washing your hands on a regular basis. Yeah, is I really never important. do any of that. I mean, that is. Uh, did you have? Did you see the cartoon from the beginning? Meet Bob. Bob is not dirty. Bob is clean. Yeah. Bob, you, Bob washes his hands. Be like Bob. Yeah. Be like Bob. Right. Don't be dirty. Right. <laughs> that, will, that will probably cut back a lot of COVID. But it's true, though. So is all this COVID stuff now hurting people that have at Injuries and and I think diseases and conditions that normally would be coming to you, but because of COVID, maybe not. Maybe not just us, but just people who have chronic diseases and chronic disease states. I mean, I I, I don't think people are feel comfortable still going to the doctor. Right. Yeah, I, I, I hate going to the doctor. I, it's like, I would rather go to the dentist and have him pull my teeth than go to the doctor, even just for a physical. <laughs> I would. Um, and it's, it's just my thing. Like, I, I hate. I just hate doctors. Right. And I know most of them mean well, but I think some of them don't. And, and you know I don't it, trust them. Right. And just the whole loneliness of all of it. I mean, people have been so isolated. Right. And a lot of times when people go to the doctor, they need someone with them. They need someone advocating for them. And now you can't bring someone with you. Right. I mean, I have family members right now that are, are some of them not in the best medical state, and they're they're navigating this whole process by themselves. There's only so much you can hear in a doctor's appointment, right? And you need someone kind of standing with you or maybe even – one, maybe two family members, you know, n- helping you navigating that whole process with right. you. Right. So are you partnering with other businesses or with municipalities or um, with maybe even nonprofits to try and get these vaccines out? So we are working with some municipalities right now. I don't know exactly. We're working with the city of Haverhill. Um, we might be doing something with uh, the city of Methuen. Um, if they need help, I mean, basically, it's like if you need help, we'll, you know, we'll try to help right. you as much as we, as we can. Um, my providers are pretty passionate about trying to help the. I'm passionate about trying to help the community. Um, all this testing is great, but we really need to get to the root of the problem and to try to basically stop COVID at where it starts. Right. Well, Lisa, I love that you. Are willing to come on the show and t- and tell people about what's you know going on with all, of, with all of this stuff. <laughs> has it taken a personal toll on you? If you don't mind me asking, has it taken a personal toll on you? Because as the as the owner of AFC, you're not dealing with patients every day, but you have to you have to manage all of it. Like you have to manage everything. Oops. Well, I mean, we did. Take I was raised by Italians, so right, I do right. this when I talk. Um, we did take on a partner, which has of course helped. Um, which is actually great because now we have a lot more resources. Um, so that's been, of course, very helpful. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that change and things change, you know, with this every week mm-hmm. and trying to get the message out there, uh, just educating the community of, yes, la- you know, last week <laughs> tests were free. Right. <laughs> this right. week <laughs> we got to charge you, right. you know, and that is just, that's, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a, a press release, and I, I didn't read it. I skimmed it from uh, State Senator Diana Zogwe, who hopefully will be here in the next couple of weeks, um, uh, excoriating the governor for not having a, an effective and efficient testing uh, uh, vaccine rollout to, um, I don't know, what word would we use, Ben? Underserved communities. I'm just going to say minority communities. I don't know whatever the politically correct term is right. these days. Um, and we hear a lot from the new president about 
uh, and it makes me crazy, but in this case, he may have a point about the fact that blacks and Latinos and minorities are much more highly affected by COVID. Of course. They get sicker than white people and people of other um, nationalities. They get sicker longer, and the death rate is higher. So Diana, I think, is looking for the governor to say, you know, to, to, to reveal how it is we're going to roll this out to underprivileged communities, minority communities. And uh, when, well, from what I read, I mean, I just went through it, and the, the phrase in the back of my head that kept sticking out was shit show. Like, it seems as though so, Diana is basically saying that the governor's rolling this out, but he's not doing it right, and there's no actual plan. Well, I don't know if that's the governor's fault or maybe there's a delay in the manufacturing of the the vaccines and maybe that I, – I think there are multiple factors here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we like to put the blame on someone. Mm-hmm. I I don't have all the facts here. Yeah, see, I don't really care who's to blame. I just right. want it done. Right, right. And, I, I, and I, so, so I know a lot of people are like, I, I want the vaccine. I want the vaccine. I want the vaccine. Well um, – the vaccine has to come from, you know, the pharma companies. Right. And h- how do we get it, right? Um, the biggest thing is the refrigeration for the Pfizer vaccine. Who has the refrigerators? I don't. Right, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would love to. And it's not just refrigerated. It's going to be like zip. Sub like minus, zero, like whatever. Two degrees below zero right. or something And that was like the that. first one to come out. Right. So we can, Yeah. We'd love it, but I mean, who can actually, you know, who can store it? Right. Someone said to me, yeah, you can get the Pfizer vaccine and put it on dry ice. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, has it, so has it taken a personal toll on you? Because you've got to run everything. And Like, that- I, said, like I said, I don't do nearly as much as I used to do right. because that we have- Scaling a, back a little yeah, bit? scaling back. You have to though. You have to. Like I, I know from running my own business, when I started this business, it was me and my girlfriend. She was a lawyer. Yeah. So she handled the business part of the paper. Right. And I did the journalism and she did the selling of the ads and the invoicing and all that stuff. And then when we broke up, I had to do both. And it was tough for the first four or five years because I, was, I wasn't really a business guy. I was the journalism guy. I was the guy that wanted to go to the meetings, write the story, take the pictures, um, and, and do that stuff. And I had to do all of it. And then when COVID hit, we had to redo our whole business model because we went obviously three months with no revenue. And I started thinking about what you have to deal with because I'm a small, I'm a small business compared to you. You guys are much, much bigger. Um, and it's a much, much different kind of business. And I thought, geez, Lisa's got to be working like 18 hour days. So no, I, um, so we did take on a partner. We did have someone actually running the operation for a while. And then I actually did take on a partner because, um, like I have a lot of kids, as you know, right. Right. And, uh, uh, try no. Um, but yeah, you do need, you need, you need support. And especially with COVID, you need a lot of resources and you need a lot of staff. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is of course, staffing has been of course complicated and that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, like, um, at one point in time we're getting as many as like a thousand calls a day. So people will call me like, how come no one's answering the phones? I'm like, (laughs) a thousand people are calling a thousand people calling a day, you know? And, uh, and it's a really hard job. I don't think people really understand how hard it is, especially when the staff was working outside all day long. Right. You, you, oh, it was horrible. I felt bad for them. <laughs> yeah. Just having to work outside during the just, summer. 
all day. So I remember going by to drop papers off. Yeah. Um, sometime it was like 90 July. degrees. They're oh all my, working outside. Oh, my God. It was just so horrible. I Everybody know. was just so wet and sweaty. And it was just, uh, I know. It was just terrible. I'm and I sorry. Felt, I felt so bad for all of the people who I know. worked for you. I know. You know? And, and Methuen is a lot more forgiving than North Andover. Yeah, North Andover is a much more upscale community, so they demand more, I've noticed. Lisa, last Tuesday, my cousin was exposed to COVID, like, <laughs> you know, right? Do we qualify for tests? <laughs> right, right, right. I'll stop oh, talking boy. right now. <laughs> do you see an end to this? Do you see, do you see this ebbing a little bit? Do you, so do you I, see- think, um, I think now uh, we will definitely see... Uh, cases definitely drop down, especially with the change of presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see a lot less COVID. Yeah. Um, with the vaccine, you know, getting out there, they did. Uh, first responders, of course, were test uh, were vaccinated. Healthcare workers were vaccinated, um, and uh, I think people are really focused on you know the vaccine. Although it's not really. It's kind of here, but not really there. But yeah, I think people. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I think, I'm hopeful right. put it that way. I, I know a lot of people didn't like Donald Trump. Right, the country was divided down the middle. Wait a minute. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. You know, like there was. Right. It was definitely hugely divided. Yeah, it was like right, almost right down the middle. And but the reason I brought that up is because whether you liked Donald Trump or you didn't. It is absolutely astounding that in under a year, we were able to get a vaccine, test a vaccine, and have it available for the public. Whereas prior to COVID, you know, we learned a lot during the four years of Donald Trump. We learned a lot about what we thought was real and what turns out not to be real. We were told on every other vaccine, it's going to take five years. It's going to take seven years. We have to do double testing and all this. Then this happened. It became a priority. The government made it a priority in the Bush administration, uh, the Trump administration. They made it a priority. And while CNN and some of us, even myself, are complaining about not having the vaccines rolled out smoothly or not having enough or not having it working well, the fact that we even have one in under a year, I think, is absolutely astonishing. I mean, this means they could have done this all along with other stuff, with of the course. flu, with other things. And that the and that and that the big corporations just didn't want that, right? It's not that we people were held accountable. People were held accountable. They were held accountable. What do you mean? Like, I mean, this was a priority, right? You know, this was a priority. All of it was a priority, and people were, you know, very hyper focused on right. getting this done. But when, like, the flu comes out, or pneumonia, or a new strain of the flu, it seems like if we could do this for COVID, then why can't this be the standard? Like, why, do, why when this is over, do, are we going to have to go back to five years for a vaccine for the next thing that comes along? It seems as though, like, the, the, the veil has been lifted. You know, the curtain's been lifted, and we see the guy behind the curtain. And that, like, you know, all these things that we thought were real, like five to seven years for a vaccine for the flu or for pneumonia or for whatever, suddenly it turns out we didn't really need to do that. Like, suddenly it turns out that, like, we could have done that in a year if we were really committed to doing that. If if people were, I, I, I'll just use the word committed again, if people were just committed and, and made it a priority. And so I'm hoping now once this is over, we don't go back. I'm hoping now once this is over, something else happens. Make it a priority. Get everybody vac- vaccinated. Get the vaccine done. 
do it in a year. We know that now that you can do it because nobody even knew what a COVID was when this started. Like, I can't even imagine what that process was of trying to invent a vaccine, right? I mean, kudos to all the healthcare professionals that, that worked on that for the year that they did. Right? Very impressive. All right. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate you being <laughs> on the show. Uh, if anybody has any questions for Lisa Williams, uh, here on Paying Attention, we'll, we'll hang on for a, uh, a couple of uh, a couple minutes. Geraldine uh, uh, said uh, on Facebook says, um, how tough is it with no long-term data? Like, we're all flying blind with this. We have no idea what's going to happen next. She well, didn't say all of that. She just said the first part. Okay. Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a significant amount of data out there. They've, there's how many, um, Johnson & Johnson, um, Moderna. We have four different companies that actually have their vaccines will be out there. Um, Is one better than the other? I don't think so. No, they're all kind of the same? Oh, it's, I mean, in terms of refrigeration and storage, but... Yeah. I, I personally. Are they different? Are the, are the vaccines, is there something different about each? I mean, I imagine if each company invents their own vaccine, they would have to be different. There, uh, and there's, there's not like a huge, like this one is, you know, uh, this 2% more effective than that one. I mean, there's not like a huge difference be, between them. And right. I'm going to take the one that's the next one that's available to me. Right. I'm, I'm frightened to take it because I haven't had COVID. And I don't want to get sick. And right. I've had friends tell me that they're getting sick from it. And yeah, but, that, but that's your that's your body's natural reaction to the vaccine. Yeah, I don't do well with sick. Right. I mean, at all. So I mean, I have a tough enough day as it is right. physically that if I get sick, it's just going to debilitate me. So I'm afraid. So what do you say to people like me who are afraid to get the vaccine? Well, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be afraid of it, and you know. I don't know. I mean, it's it, ha- it comes down to this is what I'm telling people: contact your healthcare provider because mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one to persuade you right. to get the vaccine right. and then something happens. That's who, the liability. Who shouldn't take the vaccine? Is there a population out there that should not take the vaccine right now? At the end of the day, it's only your healthcare provider, your doctor, that will tell you whether or not. Because there are some people out there that shouldn't take it, right. and it's only your doctor that's going to know that. All right, so that, we, know, that knows your previous medical history. Right. So it's not like a specific group of like the elderly or people that have had cancer or people that have had. No, I mean, I mean, it's, it hasn't been tested on children, okay. um, pediatrics, but that doesn't mean. It, it's not indicated for, right. for, for children. So we don't even know if it works on kids, but most kids aren't getting it anyway, right? And if they get no, it, they're I mean, not it's, getting it, sick. It's, it's not indicated. They're not going to vaccinate, right. you know, because it hasn't been indicated in that population. And they usually say, you know, sometimes if people have allergy to eggs or... Allergy to eggs. Yeah, yeah but okay. um, certain, certain allergies. All right, very good. Uh, Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care, we always appreciate having you here. Um, I I love, I love having you here. I love having any business owner in that is helping the community. I think those are the people that we should spend our money with. I think those are the people that we should, uh, do anything that we can for. If there's anything that we can do to help AFC get the word out, happy to do, whether it's writing a story, whether it's posting stuff online. I know a couple of times you've called me and said, Hey, we just posted this thing online. Can you just share it out for me? Sometimes we do like mass testing. Um, we haven't done that in a while. Um, and, when I actually have final word on exactly what's happening with the vaccine, I'll definitely let you know. Oh, great. Um, and how is Tom 
Savinelli Williams Delacy doing? <laughs> this is how I get her in trouble with the husband. That's how I steal her away. He gets mad at her for what I say, and he's then I good. get to scoop her up afterwards. He really has nothing to do with it. No, he doesn't. He, he, he's yeah. such a nice guy. Yeah. I remember he spoke at a Methuen meeting one day yeah. uh, about insurance stuff. And I don't know anything about insurance stuff, so a lot of it went over my head. But he just seemed like such a nice guy yeah, that he was trying to help a, the community yes, out. Yes, he, uh, he is, and he's. this is not really his thing. No. No, it's really no he didn't not. want to be doing AFC Urgent Care stuff. <laughs> no, no. no. Really. Well, it goes to show how much he loves you, right? right. He's willing to go, go in and do that. Yeah. We want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate. We love Sam and Matt and uh, Janet. And, uh, and all that they do for TMF, for the uh, Family Dinner for the Homeless, and a whole bunch of other things in the community. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, we have Lisa Williams here today. Uh, Marcin and Son Construction. Borelli's Deli, I'm going to be grabbing my deli meats on the way home. That's like my new thing on, on Thursdays. It used to be I'd leave here and go to Thwaites and get my, steaks and, my steak and my chicken. And now I leave here and I go to Borelli's Deli and I get my deli meats now. Because I mean, I mean the best in the best in the Merrimack Valley, no question. One stop shop. One stop shop. Uh, Clear Path for Veterans, New England. Uh, a shout out uh, to uh, to Jason Gilbert. His mom uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and that's why he hasn't been here. He's usually here in this spot. This is usually the the week that he comes in with Clear Path for Veterans, New England. And I think they're staying with us. Their contract ran out for this month, but I think they're staying because I was talking to Randy, and he said that. Uh, they've had several veterans reach out to them as the result of this show that needed services and got services. So even if it's only one veteran, I'm happy, but I hear that it's a bunch of veterans have done that. So we definitely want to have them come back in and talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, rescue dogs, not rescue dogs, what do they call them? Uh, service dogs and, uh, and what it is that we can do to help the homeless. Uh, want to also thank Andover Optical. Uh, I think this is their last week, but we're trying to get them in. Uh, again, and uh, and even if even if they don't come in with us for February, uh, this is our, is this, this is our last one before February first, I think, right? So even if they don't come back in for February, go there anyway. Go to Endeavor Optical. Tell them you need uh, new glasses, new reading glasses. You need an eye test, uh, and thank them for sponsoring the Paying Attention podcast and the Valley Patriot. Because I promise you, promise you, they're hearing from the haters. There's a whole bunch of people out there yelling and screaming, trying to boycott and all this other stuff because they just can't stand the fact that someone has an opinion that's different from theirs. And they cause all kinds of trouble when they do. And it's usually politicians. So it was a little surprised to see Methuen City Councilors calling for the boycott of Methuen businesses. But there it is. It was right there. Um, so please go into Andover Optical and just tell them, you know, even if you just need new uh, contact lenses or some new cleaning solution for your contact lenses, and go and just thank them for for uh, for sticking with the Valley Patriot and with the Paying Attention podcast. We definitely appreciate those. And I want to give a free plug to FH Can Associates. I love the Can family, man. They 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 are such great people. I was on a Zoom call with them with the Lawrence Exchange. We're trying to do a partnership with the Lawrence Exchange um, to try and raise some money for uh, for their. Uh, uh, pr- their causes, their, I'm I, I, I just, I, when Lisa's here, I just get flustered. I can't think right. Um, Stop But it. they've got a bunch of things that they're trying to raise money for, and we're going to try and partner with them to try and help them raise money. So at some point, I'm, I'm hoping to have some people in here from uh, from the from the Lawrence Exchange, and uh, and maybe we even have Frank can come in and, and talk about some of the stuff that he does for the community. I'm always amazed when I meet a guy like, when I meet someone like Lisa, or I meet a guy like Frank can. And I find out from the people who work for them how much they're doing for the community. Because there are other places, like I don't want to mention like a certain bank in the area that sends me a press release every flipping day to say, look, we just donated $500 to the Boy Scouts. Look, we just donated $10 to the Girl Scouts. Can you write a free story about us? 
And it's like, no, that's called an advertisement, right? We actually charge people for that. Please don't send me these press releases anymore. But then there are other businesses like Lisa and like Fitzgerald's at Man Orchards and like uh, F- and Frank Can and Sherry Can at, at FH Can Associates who go out and do an awful lot of things for the community and don't want to be recognized. I don't get press releases from Lisa or from or Fitzgerald's or from Don Smirgley or from any of these people saying, hey, we just did something good. Can you write about it, please? So I'm always trying to find a way to promote those people because those are the, it's, not the poli- it's not your mayors and your city councilors and your school committee members and your state reps that are making a difference in your community. Trust me when I tell you. It's the, it's the small business owners that are actually pitching in and helping out and doing stuff above and beyond running their own business to help the community. So I want to thank them. And I want to thank you, Lisa, uh, because you know we love you here on this show and you're always, always welcome. Thank you. Uh, Lunch? Sure. Ah, yeah. The best. I love my lunches with Lisa. You know why? Because I check in. I always go on Facebook and I check in that I'm with Lisa Savinelli Williams and every woman in my life is like, who's that? I want to know who that is. So it makes them all crazy, which I love. All right. Next week, we're going to try to have Clear Path for Veterans New England here in the show. Um, if we can't get them in, because I don't know if Jason's, you know, I, I don't know if he's back to work yet. I know he took some time off, and our prayers and our thoughts go out to him. It's tough to lose a mom. I, 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 I know that for sure. Um, we're going to try and have him back. We're also going to try and have on um, State Representative uh, Di- uh, Linda Campbell. And we're hoping at the end of next month we're going to try and get Diana Zaglio on. Uh, Melvin Taylor, it sounds like he's saying, we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.